This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop One in Five pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my super cool co-host, Mina Kumlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. Did you like that intro? Mm, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, please stop introducing me. Um, anyways, we are so excited to have you all back. Thank you for listening to the Product Boss Podcast. We're excited to have a very special guest on with us today. We have Jasmine Grant. So Jasmine Grant is a self-made entrepreneur and technical strategist on a mission to help entrepreneurs create a business that can function without them. Through her brand, Jazz Tiara, Jasmine provides technical services for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their businesses to the next level. She's worked with brands, including mess in a bottle and uncloned marketing to achieve seamless backend processes, automated memberships, and develop mobile apps. And Jasmine has appeared on Fox, NBC, and CNN, and co-manages several high-performing entrepreneur groups on Facebook. We actually met Jasmine on Clubhouse, which we can get to in a little bit. So Jasmine, people hire Jasmine for her tenacity and her attention to detail. And here's the cool thing, right? So Jasmine is, is really well known because she has created this new business app called the Black Wallet and Black Sale, a digital marketplace for discounted black goods. And Jasmine has always been interested in tech and helping people become the best versions of themselves. And we're really excited to have Jasmine on the podcast. So welcome, Jasmine. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it makes you laugh when you hear someone else reading the things off the paper about you. <laughs> 
<laughs> your it. real life bio. Um, I mean, you do so much. So we met Jasmine actually in a room on Clubhouse. So we haven't fully talked about Clubhouse yet on the podcast with our community. Uh, some people's minds might be blowing. Yeah. Like, they're like, we had a few, we talked about it at Bosses and Breakfast and some people were like, what's Clubhouse? So no <laughs> way podcasting. Think of it like that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like so an Clubhouse. audio social media platform. Yeah. So Clubhouse mm-hmm. is a new platform right now. It's been in beta and it's been invite only. Jasmine has one of the biggest clubs on Clubhouse, which is, it's basically an audio format. You guys can Google it. Just go and Google and read an article about it. But we were in a room and I'm using little like air quotes um, with Jasmine and we kind of bonded and we, and the thing I'm loving about Clubhouse is that we're networking. We're meeting people that we wouldn't have met especially during COVID times, we're not at all these events. And who knows when there's a ton of people, you don't necessarily make these connections. So um, we've actually hosted a room on Clubhouse with Jasmine. Um, and then Jasmine, would you mind just sharing um, a little bit more about what you do on Clubhouse? Like the, it's by Black, right? Is your, is your yeah, club? Yeah. So I have, um, I have two clubs on Clubhouse. So one is by Black Club and that's the super huge one. We have more than 70,000 members and followers. It's just growing all on its own. It's a big tree right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I host a lot of rooms on Clubhouse, honestly, to support Black businesses and to support the Black community in a bunch of different ways. But the favorite group or meeting that everyone really loves the most is uh, business showers. And so it's a lot like baby showers, but I do them for businesses. So, you know, we get them like some sales, we give them free advice, we help them really get a good foundation to start because um, 40% of black businesses closed last year. And so I'm trying to get the ones that are bothering to still be here or to start give them some really uh, <laughs> some good foundation so that they're not a part of the 40% this year. So tough. And what are the, so when you do these business showers, do they apply to be a part of them? Yeah. How do they, yeah. Application on the website. So the club on Clubhouse, um, it's the website is buyblackclub.com. But when you go to it, you can see like all the different types of rooms that we have because we have game nights and we have like a job board and anything that really gets people hired or helps them get ownership. Because even right now we're doing a legal series with trademark lawyers. And so they're explaining the difference between trademark and copyright and how you can do it. And so, um, I'm just trying to close the gap between people needing things and knowing things and it being so difficult to, to get those things. And so, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And you're right. It is like a two-way podcast. Like the craziest thing for those of you that don't know about Clubhouse, there isn't a way to record, right? You're not recording these. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's illegal. <laughs> it is. Like, you're not supposed, like they will kick you off the app. Yeah. Yeah. It's technically illegal on Clubhouse. And I just want to make sure because I know some rooms people are doing it. They're doing all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, they'll tell you if you like tell everyone in the room and you keep repeating it, then you don't get in trouble. But okay. the, you're not supposed to do it without everyone everyone knowing. Yeah. So the craziest thing about Clubhouse is it's real time. You miss it, you miss it. So when Elon Musk was on last weekend, I missed it. So, but I did catch Vanilla Ice the other day. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing. Same thing. (laughs) Almost. Um, But that's the thing, right? So like you're hosting these amazing rooms, these incredible connections and stuff. And so people really, if they're in your club or they need to be aware of when you're going, when you're hosting these rooms so they can actually benefit from the content that's being shared. Yeah, for sure. It's like a live conference for sure. Um, But that's the beauty of it too, a little bit is that it's a, it feels like a live conference that never stops. (laughs) 
you know, <laughs> you can get, you they almost feel bad leaving. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, now that you bring it up, that's a great point. All the panels are going on and then you just uh, scroll through the program to see which panel you want to hop in. I love that comparison. <laughs> yeah. But it never stops. So you don't get to go for three days and then, and then, and then come down from it and be like, okay, I'm going to implement some of the stuff I learned. It's just like, okay, moving on. And to no the one next. takes commercial breaks. So if it lasts uh, for five hours, it lasts for five hours. <laughs> I hosted a room for, I think, five and a half hours one night. And then, and I couldn't get off because cooler and cooler people like Tony Robbins popped into the room and I was get like, out of here. yeah, and he came and we went, but, and then, um, Lewis house, I ended up having cardigan him on stage. Guy. Blue cardigan. Oh, um, Adam Rose, the blue cardigan guy from TikTok. Oh, wow. So he had come in the room. Now we're friends and some professional hockey player on clubhouse, not on Instagram where like, you know, but, uh, but on clubhouse. And so hockey player hears this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the craziest thing. I was like, I can't get, I looked at my husband. He's like falling asleep in the bed. I'm like, I cannot get off this. Clubhouse right <laughs> it's pretty cool. Especially for an extrovert that like I need, I get energy from other people, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like a energy vampire now, but it, it, it amps me up. So I really do like the platform for that, but this isn't about clubhouse. That's just how we met. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, about you and your business, Jazz Tiara, and um, sort of what you do for entrepreneurs and how you can help, you know, other product businesses. Yeah. So um, my business is Jazz Tiara. For anybody who's wondering, Tiara is my middle name. And so it's just, you know, I couldn't pick, stick with Jasmine Tiara because it was taken on Instagram. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> so I just shortened my name. Yes. And I was like, oh, man. Um, but, uh, so it was taken, but, um, so I go by Jazz Tiara for, for public reasons. And, um, but I do the back end automation for entrepreneurs. Um, I've been a tech person my entire life. I got it from my dad. He's been a networker his entire life. Um, and so, <laughs> um, I've been able to type since I was like four. It's, it's crazy. Um, and so I help, uh, with uh, any of the software or the technology you need in your business. And so if you're a product-based business, I can help you with your email marketing, your operations management. If you are a service-based business, I really help you with your CRM system and, and making sure that everything goes from A to Z uh, pretty seamlessly. Um, I got here because I started doing websites and then I transitioned into apps because I wanted to make my own app, Black Wallet, and I couldn't afford like the $50,000 price tag. <laughs> so I did it myself and then in talking to so many business owners, they all had a lot of similar problems. And so that's how I got into this space, helping them automate and get tech in their business so they're not struggling and overwhelmed. So I love that you specified what you did for product versus um, service Mm -hmm. because there is really a big difference. What are some of the things that you do for product-based businesses? Let's get a little bit deeper into that because even before the call, you were telling about some of the sync-ups that you kind of work with as far as software and things like that. And I guess yeah. for me, before you kind of just, you know, what do you see as like the biggest problems when like product-based businesses come to you that you then, the service that you provide? Like, because I'm sure there's a lot of our, you know, listeners right now that are feeling like they have nothing in the back end that's organized. They're like, I need systems and I don't even know what I don't even know. Um, the number one problem and the people look at me like, what? You're the tech person. The number one problem is nobody has written anything down. <laughs> They can't get help. Like if you say, let's say you're a candle business, you're pouring all these candles yourself. You've never written how much wax goes into each candle. You've never written like where you stop the line, how long the wick has to be glued. You've never written any of that stuff down. And so you can't hire help because 
you can't tell them what you do. Um, so that's the number one problem. And then they try to jump to software to help fix it. But the software is going to ask you the same thing. What do you do? And so if you haven't taken the time to think about what you do, then you can't do any of the other things. Right. Oh, so, so for sure. Um, on I think people's the- minds are blown. They're like, you're right. I've never written <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah. When we start talking to people about standard operating procedures and how they should be repeatable and simple and what, you know, just is a matter of just um, what the process is. And they do write it down. They actually realize how much time they waste too. (laughs) And then what they could delegate, right? Because at that time, they're trying to do it all because they're like, oh, I'm the only one that can do it. They they realize they are not the only ones that can do it because they put it down on paper and it can be taught and illustrated in a way that somebody else can do it instead. So I love that because it's just, it can be very simple. It doesn't, I think people have that, complexity to it in their own mind of, oh, it's just as simple as writing it down. Like who would have thought, you know? Yep. And then the the other thing that this leads to that I think a lot of entrepreneurs aren't even recognizing, a lot of us have anxiety. And even though we don't see it, we don't know that we're so deep in it. And once they start writing it down, they start having that anxiety go so far down. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was that anxious and I was that stressed. And all it took was getting it out of my head. Yes, because once you put it down and you see that you've been doing 5,000 things, and but you've been keeping all 5,000 of those things in your mind, <laughs> then you realize why you always felt like you were going crazy. Because you were. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> your brain cannot hold all of this. Yeah. yeah, I try to tell people like Harry Potter had like the best idea. When you take a little silver thing and put it in the pot so you can oh, see yeah. memories, that was my favorite part of the whole series because that's so true. <laughs> make it up. Well, and that's yeah, what writing yeah, it down is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what Jack and I always say. We're like, well, when we remember one thing, another thing just pops right out of our heads. Yeah. So when we try to remember (laughs) names of people sometimes, you know, we're like, oh my goodness, there's only only so much a brain can take, you know? Mm -hmm. So they come to you and, and, and so then you help them kind of systemize or create organization. So, hey, Jasmine, I'm a candle company. I've never tracked anything. Exactly. And so once we get it out of your head, what you do, then we'll go to like a project management tool. My favorite project management tool is ClickUp. Um, It's just the bees knees. Um, um, And then that will help you to get everything organized and you can plan out other things. So if you want to plan out newsletters or plan out your sales for your emails and move those to Klaviyo, you know, you have them already scheduled and planned and click up so you can get them over to Klaviyo. And then anyone on your team, whether you hire or fire or transition or sell, whatever it is that you do with your business, the next person that comes along um, can see those same things and then can, your audience is never confused because everyone's doing the same thing all the time. We're all rowing in the same direction. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that we've seen. And we see that especially with um, our masterminders tend to have, they're either making their first hire or they have multiple team members. And uh, there's so many times where you have these solopreneurs where they've done, they're doing everything, they've done everything, they kind of become the bottleneck. And we've been talking to them about what's their first hire. And their first hire might be fulfillment. 
for example, it's an easy, actionable thing to teach. There are systems, there's processes, write it down. And it's something where the person doesn't have to have some sort of skill set to fulfill and ship for you. Um, But but it still does take writing things down, having people go in the same direction. We can't have people working on 18 different projects at once. There has to be a common goal. Exactly. And so I think that I think that is the thing that is missing from a lot of entrepreneurs being able to really achieve those big paydays they keep hearing everyone else talk about. Um, It's getting everything written down. It's getting it all into a system slash software so everyone on your team can communicate together. And then it's letting it go. (laughs) (laughs) Letting them do their job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, they finally figure out what their capacity is because a lot of times they're like, oh, I don't know how to price this because I don't know how many I'm making in an hour or I don't know what to divide this by and what's, what is my average? And it's, you know, it's, they, they have this fear of numbers and tracking because of that because they, mm-hmm. it feels like it's this big deep dive into so many things. But really, it's just tracking what you do and um, starting with that. Yeah, once you put it down, like you would be amazed how many people start the conversation, but they can't say what their cost per unit is. That's mm-hmm. the, one of the most important numbers you should know. You should know how much your stuff costs because mm-hmm. how are you charging people and you don't know how much the thing costs itself. So <laughs> I think it's just once you get it, and I know I've said it like four times, but once you get it out of your head, all of the other things that also seem so overwhelming aren't so overwhelming because you have everything organized and it's all in a system and you can look at it all with a click of a button. Well, a couple buttons, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many buttons, but still they're very organized, but I love that. So that's how you're helping them kind of work through their processes, getting them organized, um, really taking their business to the next level in a way of organizing their thoughts and what they could do as a team. And then what else do you work with them on? Is it the systems as well as you said emails, right? Or is that you're setting up the... Yeah. So I will help them Uh set up their their email uh, marketing as well, like Klaviyo. And I will say this, I work in two email systems. For service-based businesses, I do active campaign. For product-based businesses, I do Klaviyo. Why? Because they're just the tip top. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) They're amazing. Um, They just, they perform so well and they are so customizable that it often seems like a disservice to use other ones. There's a couple of other ones I'll use because they are good. Like if there's Entreport or things like that, yes. Um, But I always end up recommending, like if they don't have anything, I usually end up recommending one of those two. (laughs) Right, yeah. We do the same thing. I mean, a lot of, with our product-based businesses, Klaviyo is the number one you know, email platform for that. And it integrates really well with Shopify. And it's just, really it's, it's well an understatement. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they, they're the best marriage ever. <laughs> but they, you know, it works so well and then it, it helps track revenue and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely something that we do as well. It is a little bit complicated. I think sometimes when you're starting, you're trying it and you're starting. So hiring someone like you to kind of get them going on the platform to teach them about it, to maybe help them with their initial emails. Do they have to come to you with copy or do you also help with copy? Um, I always give uh, initial copy, like a jump start. You know, this is what you should include in your email. Yeah. But I always also tell people I'm not a copywriter. Yeah. And so uh, if you have personality, especially if you have like, you know, really a really specific brand voice, you should have a copywriter to come through and take everything away. But um, I do always initiate the the conversation. You will have like, you will have words in the email. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so what would you say, cause I want to transition to the black wallet, but what would you say is like the number one tip from your, from your organized mind that you could give to our product-based business owners right now? The number one tip or any tip. It doesn't have to be number one. It could be 15. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> number um, 125. I honestly, yes. I honestly think that the number one tip is that everyone thinks that their business should run just like the person next to them. Um, a lot of times they're like, hey, my best friend uses this, 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 and this. And I try to explain to them that she uses that because that works for her. Um, you have to figure out what works for you and you should really talk through like what you want and how you want to work uh, so that you can actually build things around you, build things around you and your product and your business, not around somebody else's stuff. There's okay. experts or experts and they can recommend what's worked for them and they can mm-hmm. recommend if they're an expert expert, they can recommend, you know, what's worked for everyone, but they can't also, they can't recommend what works for you if you don't know what's going to work for you. So, yeah. I love Perfect. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially being a partnership, right? When we have certain things, we have to both like the processes and like the systems that we're using. Um, so we can both understand it, especially since our brains work differently. All right. So the black wallet, which I think is incredible. So one, thank you for building this, learning how to build apps <laughs> and building this. for everybody to use. It's incredible. So the Black Wallet is a digital directory center for Black entrepreneurs and their businesses. And again, you've pulled them all together. It's amazing. And it exists to promote, educate, and inspire Black businesses, their owners, and the Black community at large, as well as, you know, it's it's an online directory and a mobile app. And I, when I signed up for it, it was like, it knew my location and it gave me the closest places of people that have registered um, for the Black Wallet. So would you mind just telling us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So it started because um, I wanted to buy a t-shirt from a black business. Like it was, it was about black people. So I was like, you know, I should buy this from a black business. And I went to go look. And when I went to look in 2016, you know, there were only, I think like two that were two black business directory apps in the store and neither of them, one had like no businesses in it. And then the other one just it was really hard to navigate and I didn't really like it. And so I was like, you know what? I wonder if I can do this. I started calling around. I started getting estimates. The cheapest estimate I got was (laughs) $41,000. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. In my 20s. No, I don't know. In my 30s or 40s. No, no. (laughs) I just didn't have $40,000. And so I was like, well, I wonder how hard it could be for me to do it myself. I spent the whole next year doing it myself. And then so I published in the Google Play Store in August 2017. And I published in the Apple Store in February or March of 2018. And so um, we've been rocking it out ever since. Everyone else shares it. Um, like this In 2020, this past year, we uh, were used 500,000 times. And so um, I've just been telling people like, thank you. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. And then how many businesses uh, do you have on there in the uh, uh, app or directory? We have over 4,000 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I've been focusing on this year, because before I was I was being the, that person and I was doing it all myself. <laughs> well, when and you can build apps. You yeah. know. <laughs> and so now I'm not the person who's putting them in anymore. And so um, 
my 4,000 might like really be outdated because we've been adding, um, like I know this month we added like another five, 600. And so we wow. will see what the numbers are, but by my goal is to cross the 10,000 mark, because if I cross the 10,000 mark, I am officially by far the largest black business directory. So. Wow. I love it. Amazing. So I, 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 what I really like about the app is that you could shop local businesses, but also online businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, so any of our black owned businesses that are out there, you can apply, right? So it's, it's free to become a part of the directory. And then there's other opportunities for them to be a part of blogs and features, right? Yep. So that you can just fill out the information. It is a quick form. It takes a couple of minutes. You just have to put like your business and your business address. If you're, you know, in person, if you're brick and mortar, if you're online, just give us your website, give us your social media uh, addresses and some pictures and you're good to go. It's very, very simple. I'm trying to make this easy so that we can support you. So just go click the button type of information. <laughs> where, do they, where do they go? What's the, is there a URL? Oh, yeah, there's a, if you're going to do it on um, online, then you can go to theblackwallet.com slash submit a business. Okay. If you're going to do it um, in the app, you know, just open the app and it, there's a big button that says submit a business on the homepage and you can click the button. And so um, either way, it's the same form. All I do is once you submit the information, I review it. Like I'll go look at you to make sure you are who you say you are. Or there's like some kind of real presence or something like that. I just don't want any spammers getting in the directory. I do verify. Um, and then, you know, we take off from there. So is there a percentage? Cause we, I know that we have per partnerships. There's like husband wife teams out there that like the husband might be black. The wife, you know, isn't, is there a percentage of who or how they can get listed? Yeah. Um, I just, it has to be 50% or more. So if it's a husband and a wife, I need the husband or the wife. Okay. <laughs> if it's three of you guys, I need two out of three. So okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just pre-asking that yeah. question um, yeah. for them so they can do it. Yeah. This is amazing. So would you, let's talk about the impact. So let's talk about supporting black businesses and the impact that that could have um, because we support small business owners, right? We're, we're really trying, whether they're online or offline, um, that's our goal, especially with our, you know, we have our shop I don't, we have a shop one in five pledge. So we're asking people to, to make one in five of their purchases from a small business online or offline. Thank you. And then <laughs> we're trying to bring awareness to it. And so we have the shop one in five pledge. And in return, we created our directory, which we were telling you about, telling you about because one, we saw that small businesses, especially in 2020 needed to have eyes, right? They needed to know that they existed. So many small businesses were closing and going out of business. And also when you ask people to shop from a small business, their brains tweak out because they're like, well, who? And they think about Main Street USA. They think about small town. That was definitely something that was pushed, mm -hmm. but they don't realize there's small businesses online. They don't even know how to find the small businesses or to validate it. Um, even on Amazon, like Nina's a small business that sells on Amazon, even though it's a big machine, she's still someone who's supporting her family through a business sold on Amazon. So we really created our directory to be a like don't get stopped up at taking the pledge, but here's some places you can shop from. So I would say the same thing. I mean, with the black wallet, how impactful it is to support small businesses. You said 40% of them closed in, of uh, black owned businesses, 40% closed in 2020. Mm -hmm. So what's the impact you're hoping to create? Or I guess, can we just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to approach it from a couple of different perspectives. Yes, please. So one perspective is, um, if anyone is not aware, uh, the black population is the, we're the biggest consumers in the country. So if we have more money, 
you get more money because <laughs> we spend money. So um, that's one that's one aspect. You want to support black businesses and black business owners because they recycle that money back into the economy and that benefits everybody. Um, I think the other aspect of it is just like uh, any other small business, you're paying for some kid to get tutoring. You're paying for somebody's you know, dog to go to the vet. You're paying for somebody's car to, to get paid off. Like you're doing the small things. So think about all the things you want somebody to do for you. Every time you buy that from a small business, you're doing that for somebody else directly. Like every sale, like people click the button on me. I'm like, yes, I know exactly what that's going to go to. <laughs> And so um, I, I want you people to be inspired like that feeling. It's, it's more than just a dollar. You are spreading a feeling. And I think that that feeling matters. I think we're just, we're complete kindreds. We speak the same way. We definitely <laughs> are passionate about the exact same thing. It really is about, what is it we say? Your purchasing power makes a big difference. It's literally, you are impacting somebody's life. And that person that you're usually impacting, the small business, uh, the black owned business, is the biggest contributor to their local economy, to their national economy that leads to the global economy. And it really is important because that's the domino effect that happens. You're really, like you said, reinvesting in what's around you and that family. And it is a beautiful message. And the small business and the Black-owned businesses are really the story of right now too, right? People want to get behind small businesses and Black-owned businesses. They want to shop from you. And I love that you've created a directory to make it easy because like Jacqueline said, it is quite hard. You know, I think that when I talk to my family members about it, they're, they're like, oh, well, what do I do? I go on Etsy? They, they can't, <laughs> you know, they don't know where to go. So now they can just download this app on their phone and they can know that they're making a difference with intention. Really. Exactly. I want it to be that we don't have to, uh, we don't have to struggle to do what's quote unquote better. Yeah. Um, I, I think it needs to just be plain and simple and be out there. The same way I can walk to Target and and, and, and get something, I want you to be able to sit in your house and open the app and get something too. You know, we, I love Target. I love TJ Maxx. They're also not hurting when I don't buy my toothbrush from them. <laughs> again, again, kindred spirits over here. Now. <laughs> I really miss my weekends at TJ Maxx and strolling around buying yeah. things I don't need. You know, walks around home goods and just yes. like, oh, what's new? Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy a single thing. I just want to walk around. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe That's I will it. buy that new chair. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly why Jack and I came up with the one in five because realistically, when people are out in the real world, what can they really do? Could they? be doing all small businesses, we hope, but realistically, it probably will be at least one purchase. So it'd be like TJ Maxx, Target, small business, small business, and then local coffee shop. That would be an example of like a a Saturday out, you know, on the town. I I, And I imagine my drive like to where I live in New Jersey, I imagine it where TJ Maxx, Target and Home Goods are all in the same shopping center and there's a Starbucks on the way, right? So then, but I do know that there's this little sort of um, shop, like consignment shop that has kids' toys and things like that. So then in my brain, because I, you know, in certain areas that you live in, there's not as many small businesses. Or maybe I buy from a local restaurant for lunch instead of, you know, going to another chain place, you know, a drive like Panera or something. So I would love for all of you as you're listening to one, bring awareness to small businesses, but also because Jasmine has created this app that makes it so easy go to the app store 
download the black wallet and start to make choices in that way too. So if you, cause again, I pulled it up and there's a bunch of places around where I live, um, based on, you know, locations of black owned businesses. So if there's something you need, make it a habit to go and look at that app first and say, Ooh, can I get what I need locally? based on this, it'll open your minds to like a new business that you didn't even know that you could support or vice versa. You do have like the whole online listing. So again, same thing. You want to buy a candles or apparel, you can go and you can look up these things on the black wallet. And I think it's going to take, at first it's going to take awareness around it to take action. And eventually it will become kind of second nature, right? You're like, Ooh, I'm going to go check out small businesses first. I'm going to check out some black owned businesses, perhaps, you know, product boss businesses or ones that you start to know or or aware of. You start talking to your friends, you talk to your neighbors, talk about small businesses that you want to support. And still we're Jasmine and us, we're still going to TJ Maxx and Target. (laughs) Still living our lives. (laughs) We're just telling you to do is a little bit of replacement. Um, um, I think about also you brought up a really great point. I know it's like so long ago, but can we all remember a time where Amazon didn't exist? Oh. Like you had to try Amazon for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you had to try Amazon for the first time and then now it's a habit and you can't live without it, right? Mm-hmm. I want us to think about buying local that same way. Like it was a first step and then, you know, now it's a habit for you and it's something that you do regularly without even thinking about it. Especially, yeah. um, I like the feeling like when I go to local places, they know me. Like, you, you know how cool that is when you walk in a store, you feel like oh, yeah. a boss. Like, they're like, hey, you want your usual or you want this thing or, you know, how's your daughter? And I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot more people, once they start experiencing it, they'll realize why it's important because that's a that's a real family you're connecting to when you open the door and, you know, walk up to the counter. So, I yeah. I mean, at my local sushi place, we, that was one of our, that was one of the first places that we started um, eating out at again during the pandemic. And then we would get so many good free rolls from them. And I was like, Ooh, there's a bonus to them. Knowing they show us. their love through food. Asian people do. <laughs> you know what's so funny about? Jewish people um, too. <laughs> my mom, my mom passed like four years ago and the owners of the nail salon that she always went to, cause she always went to the same one. She was the same one for like years. They actually came uh, to her funeral. They oh, gave wow. me gifts. Like they were, cause they, and what's crazy is I didn't even tell them they happened to see uh, a different family member of mine at, they were next to Publix, a different uh-huh. family of mine at Publix and asked them where my mom was. Oh. <laughs> cause like, they were like, we haven't seen her. Like, uh, I'm know, sure she was such on. a presence. That's why. Yeah. You know. She just so happened to miss, miss her appointment that she had, she had an appointment scheduled um, right. days after she died. And so they just so happened to see a family member like, you know, is she okay? Cause she missed her appointment. She never misses her appointment. And you know, then we, you know, they were told and they came and I was like, this wow. is cool. that's local business shop. That yes. is you make your mark, right? You, it's like, you know, a legacy of sorts, right? You're you, the, the people that you impact are the ones that you really leave a footprint of the impact that you make. So the supporting them is really a big deal. We have a um, small business yesterday. I saw her post on Instagram. So she joined, we have a course and she joined Multi-Stream Machine and she actually posted after our, we had a live call and after that she posted it and thanked her customers for supporting her so that she could reinvest in her business with this course. And I was like, that's so interesting watching her also because it's an online business, but it's so interesting watching her bring that awareness to her customers. Like, hey, I'm a small business. I'm learning. Thank you for you 
buying things for me because I get to reinvest that into, you know, this business and continue to grow it. So I love that, that, that we're kind of breaking down those walls of, of that's a big, that's a business and, you know, it exists without each other versus it's a synchronous relationship. We're in it. We are all in this together. It's so impactful what you're doing. We are so looking forward to continue to support the Black Wallet and you and all the things that you're doing. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's important. And, and I think we all saw that 2020, the beauty of 2020 is it connected us all in a different mm-hmm. way. And then it also showed us the impact that we could make with our dollar. So I, you know, if there's a small kitchen shop in your town and you're like, oh, I can go to Target and buy that spatula. Well, think of like, yes, it might be slightly more expensive, but an extra couple of dollars to go buy a spatula at the local shop if you can think of it in a different way and be like, I'm impacting that, maybe that's helping, you know, a coll- their kids go to college or to put food on their table or whatever, then that $2 isn't going to feel as significant for you to have to drive to a big box store. So making yeah. small decisions like that. And I agree. Building, building community. And I think, you know, from a local standpoint, we think of building community by just making sure that we visit and we show up. And I also think that for product-based business owners, you can do that really well in your emails. Like, hey, this is what our warehouse looks like. Or, hey, this is how long it takes me to make a candle. Like, just do one of those speed reels mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and send that in your email. Like, we we love knowing who you are. It's, even though this was a trending before 2020 and 2021 has really brought it out. We want the authenticity behind the brand. We want to know who's making our stuff. We want to know who's doing what uh, mm-hmm. we care about the social impact. And so just tell people who you are. We truly are kindreds. Like, <laughs> you like to be the third podcast host you on this podcast. You literally read my mind before I said the words. <laughs> I was just going to say that the flip side of that is that our business owners have to put themselves out there. This is something that I really opened my eyes to when I became a podcast host unknowingly. <laughs> unknowingly, I didn't think I had to put myself out there. Then 2020 happened. And before just Jasmine, because I, you, you and Jacqueline are very outgoing, right? And you're talking about going to local places where I at first would cringe at the idea, like, oh my God, they know my name. <laughs> I mean, it's like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, yeah. don't see me. <laughs> they know my name and my order. Like, I don't like that feeling until 2020 happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need these people. And I love being around these people. And I feel bonded to these people and you're seeking out connection more. And it really flipped my thinking, even when you were talking earlier in this episode of, um, you know, leaving that imprint and putting yourself and the story of your mom and everything. I was like, that is really beautiful. You know, like I would love to actually live life like that. You know, it's just that I always felt like, you know, that I shouldn't or something. (laughs) So I think that that we have to really reframe this for ourselves and really think about like what Jasmine is saying is that, you know, it it becomes a habit and you start doing it and it becomes this beautiful thing that you never realized for yourself, just like you, you putting yourself out there. It's very hard for product people to put their faces to it, but now that people want authenticity and they want, you know, that genuine person behind the product, they want to see the human a, a real human, not a perfect human, you know? And I think that everybody has to keep that in mind. Just keep showing up, be open to it. I'm there with you in that I'm like, okay, it's okay for people to know my name. I'm now a co- co-host of a, the Product Boss podcast. And, you know, I can really model that and show that too. So I think I'm there with you guys. 
<laughs> you're like, and as soon as you said outgoing personality, I started laughing because <laughs> I got forced to be like this. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. <laughs> it was a complete accident. I did not intend. Like my entire dream when I was a kid, I was going to be a pediatrician. I was going to be rich and nobody was going to know me. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> not a pediatrician, but those other two. <laughs> But can I say something? A lot of you think that this is also me. I loved being a fashion designer where I was like, I'm behind the scenes. The models walk out and I'm behind the scenes. This was not me either. I mean, I know it feels... Sure it wasn't. Sure. It was was not. My husband's the actor. I would always be like, I'm just the person on his arm. I'll just wait here quietly while they all talk and do their thing and perform for each other. And so it is is really interesting though that like how all of us have kind of found our path and found Mm -hmm. our voice and... And, and it was, you know, it was uncomfortable for a lot, for all three of us, let's say, to get out there. But then now you're all listening to us cackle. <laughs> I know. And enjoy this. And so imagine yeah. for yourselves too, right? Like when you, you don't know what you don't know. So if you try something new and then eventually you're like Jasmine and you have one of the biggest clubs on Clubhouse and everyone knows your name and your voice or, mm-hmm. you know, we have our podcast. So it's just, it's really interesting watching our journeys, but it took pushing ourselves out of our comfort yeah. zone. Yes. Clubhouse was the biggest stretch I ever did. I, I, I don't even know. Well, I know that part of the reason I was able to do it is because there were not 2 million people on the app at the time. <laughs> when, did, did, when did you start? Did you start when it started? Or? Started in October. October, uh, okay. And mm-hmm. so when I started in October, they were saying there was like maybe 6,000, 7,000 people on the app. And then like the next week it was 15. And the next I week know, it's crazy. <laughs> I, came in in, I came in in November and I was like, my friend was like, do you want a, Jessica Sanders like, do you want an invite to this? And I was like, sure, I have no idea what it is. I got on, I was like, mm, forget it. And I'm out. And then eventually when I came back, I think it was around Christmas, it was crazy. And now it's even crazier, like all the mm-hmm. people that are joining. So it is really interesting. Okay, Jasmine, this has been awesome. I know we told you like, it's going to be a short interview, but we love talking <laughs> to you. So it's not. You gave me fair warning. It's going to keep going. <laughs> um, tell our listeners how in both ways how they can connect with jazz tiara and also with the black wallet the black wallet.com you can also go to jazz tiara.com that's j-a-s-t-i-a-r-a.com also if you just so happen to remember that my first name is jasmine uh and you type in jasmine tiara.com it's just gonna reroute you so it's okay <laughs> and then on instagram if they want to connect with you there Oh, Instagram. Yeah. So my Instagram is I am Jazz Tierra. And then the Instagram for Black Wallet is The Black Wallet. And then, uh, matter of fact, the, all the social media for Black Wallet is The Black Wallet. Okay. Uh, and then for me, uh, Instagram is I am Jazz Tierra. Everything else is just Jazz Tierra. Perfect. Okay. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on. This is awesome. This is fun. Yeah. I, thank I you so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, you sent an email and I was like, yes, this is awesome. One last thing before we go, we created this podcast as a reminder, you are not alone in this. Growing a product-based business is hard and we want to help you through it. So thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. We do. And we love to give special shout outs to those of you that have left a review. Thank you so very much. Mina and I read every single one of them, including this one from Soulstick Root. It says, This podcast has helped me with my business more than any other tool out there. I also just finished their free Rock Your Holiday promotions and have never felt more prepared. I'm forever grateful for the knowledge and encouragement these ladies have given me. I cannot recommend them more. Follow them on social media as well. They are always putting out excellent content. I felt like crying a little bit on that one. That really. Yeah, that one was really sweet. Thank you so much, Solistic Root. 
Yes. Thank you so much. I think I said it wrong the first time, but that really, you know, they mean a lot to us. We read them, they impact us. And, and as we put out content for all of you small business owners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five, Dot com. The link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the Shop 1 in 5 pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives. <laughs>